Yo guys, what if there was a way to build a better team, build a better network, or build a better community? And what if I told you that it started from within? This is the Music Fit Podcast. Let's do this thing. Yo, you're now listening to the Music Fit Podcast, and if you keep on listening, you're going to learn how to bring that inner rock star out and level the F up, both on and off the stage of life. I'm your host, the rock doctor, Mike Schwartz, and I empower musicians to become rock stars with the Music Fit Method. I'm an artist myself, and my true magic lays in holistic movement, nutrition, and mindset coaching. I'm known in the biz as the trusted authority of musician wellness. I get to chat with the gangsters that are changing the world in the health and wellness space and also get to chat with the artists and music industry professionals that are tuned in, you know, to get the insight on how they've conquered the biggest challenges of the rock star lifestyle. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. Yo, guys. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. I am very excited for today's guest, Yvonne DeS. That is right. The guest with the accent on the E. Funny story on that, just as a, as a personal note, had never actually said Yvonne's last name. And prior to this, I was like, is that DeS? Is that, wow, that's such a beautiful, is it DeSA? DeS, Le Francais? Who knows? So there we go. The power of words and the power of, if you don't know, fucking ask, right? We got into such a cool conversation. Uh, her and I have been doing a live on Instagram talking about narcissism and especially in the music industry with record heads and labels and managers and the feeling of being manipulated. I know it's a common theme, common thread in the music industry and in, in relationships. And our discussion goes a little all over the place, which is really, really cool because it touches in on regardless of where you're showing up if you're trying to build a community a team around you of um, maybe a social media team you want to take things off of your plate as an artist because you're doing all things all the time what do we do to avoid what i like to call the energy vampires you know the people that are out there sucking the life from you all right so we get into a really great conversation Yvonne gets into uh, some ways to unfuck yourself, which is really helpful, and uh, how to build that better network, how to build that team, how to build that community. You know, simple things like listening to feedback and and responding, asking questions. Holy shit, right? Giving yourself the agency, conditional love, and the whole definition of saviors. You know, some of us find that we're always out there to help people and how that can actually derail our goal in life. Whew! Now, crazy cool conversation. Be sure to stay tuned to the whole thing. I'd also love for you guys to go hit uh, subscribe, share this out with someone you care about, and uh, keep on pumping it, all right? Keep on pumping it. We got some really exciting things coming up December 1st with the Music Fit Method. That'll be my winter intake. I've got three spots left. Um, please find me on Instagram, my dude, Mike Schwartz. Send me a quick DM. You've also got a link in the bio there where you can just apply and uh, and see if this is the right course for you. So if you are struggling with things like building a team, narcissism, you're finding your relationship, or just generally your life is not where you want it to be. Negation acknowledged. We want to help you find that in a rock star. So uh, this course might be the right fit for you. Um, digital course, 12 weeks. Get you in and out. What most coaches can do in a year, we can do in 12 weeks with uh, with the Music Fit Method. We glue together movement with mindset through the power of music. That's enough of that. Let's get to the show. Here is my conversation with Yvonne DeS. Mm. Oh, oh, right? Holy shit. What a banger, Yvonne, my goodness, that, my friend, yeah, I get it, walk-up jam, right, oh my god, where did you, okay, so this is, this is a track called Higher, 
by the score. Tell me a little bit about this song. This is incredible. Um, it's interesting because there's been several. So I'll listen to other music and then, you know, how YouTube will sometimes recommend or or music like this or whatever will come up. And and so I really love how they jam. It's the, it's a positive, upbeat message. And, you know, it's it's stuff I like to wake up to or, or you know, do whatever it is my thing, do whatever it is I'm doing. If I'm on the computer, uh, just something to get me going and, and just keep that vibe high, you know? Oh, do I ever. Yeah, music is it's the soundtrack of our lives right and you just exemplified that with like okay as soon as i hit play i was like oh yeah i'm in (laughs) now they have a lot they have several really good ones oh that's cool i'm gonna add them to the to the rotation that band is the the score wow man i'm i'm impressed that was cool that was rad so thanks thank you for making making some time carving some time out of your busy day tell us a little bit about yourself madame who are you? Where are you from? Do all that stuff. Okay. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri side. There's this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> People on the Kansas side are, oh, you're from the Missouri side. Uh, um, so uh, so I specify Missouri. <laughs> I know. And uh, grew up there. Really, I had a I was really kept to myself a lot growing up. I I did deal with a lot of abuse uh, from my parents. And and then in turn, now that I know what I know about how frequency and things work, I realized that that just set off patterns that have perpetuated through my life. Um, Then got into relationships that were abusive. And that pattern just went on for decades. And even though from a young age, I started, I started researching as a teenager, I started researching psychology, uh, behavior, trying to figure out what was going on with me. And then also, you know, why parents and people in trusted positions, because I've had terrible experiences with doctors, um, just all kinds of things that I just really was like, what is going on? You know, why is this stuff happening? And then you then go into church. It was like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily seeing mm-hmm. any displays of this. And, and I get the concept. So the nice thing was is that religion helped me realize that there was something more, mm-hmm. that there was something more than just what it was in my immediate world like okay so if there's more then what is that more and so I started researching uh you know started with psychology went to school for um holistic science then or college and then um you know just a lot of independent research from there you know did Wim Hof training um did kung fu and martial arts you know that taught me a lot about energy which was really interesting, especially coming from that religious background, uh, you know, where, where certain things are considered labeled evil or bad Mm. or wrong or, or devil, or, you know, I was constantly told as a child, like you're the spawn of Satan or whatever. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What what does that do to a kid though? Holy guacamole. Oh yeah. 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 And especially when you're going to church and you're hearing about how horrible Satan is, you know, and, and that he's so bad. I mean, it was being told it was stupid almost daily. Um, you know, just, just a lot of abuse from, and then, you know, triangulation between my siblings and I, so there was never really a close relationship there, never really any trust. Every time I thought I could trust one of my siblings going to them with stuff, you know, they would turn around and tell my parents try to go into the church where you're supposed to be able to trust the people there to go to and then they would tell my parents what I said and then I'd get beat mm-hmm. for that and so it was just it was really non-stop for yeah. for many years and uh decades really and then that perpetuated and got into 
relationship and getting into the abuse and relationships and then dealing with, with that. Mm. So the whole time, interestingly enough, even though I was enduring that, I was also researching, reading, you know, looking for answers. At first it was psychology and things like that. And then the psychology aspect of it was like, okay, well, here's how the body works. So I was like, okay, I need to learn about the body now and the mind and the brain and how it works. And so looking into that, well, then going to college for holistic science and, you know, with Kung Fu and feeling and experiencing the energy Mm. and being like, well, I was never taught about this. What's this, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, started looking for answers in that regard. Um, and then, and then my kids, I had two kids with, I have two kids with my, (laughs) right. Well, they don't speak to me right now because they were turned against me by my family and, and my ex's family and, you know, just demonized across the board. Right. And and told, judged a lot because I was told like, oh, you should do this and you should do that. And, you know, put all your time and energy into fighting for your kids and stuff, which I obviously I did. I did what I could to fight for them. And at the same time, I realized what good was I going to be to them if I wasn't figuring out mm. what was going on? You know, was it me? Was it the environment? What was the deal? So fighting a losing battle, you know, especially because I had no support system. I mean, growing up in a a Jehovah's Witness, you know, once you leave, you guys, that's that's it. So the only people I was surrounded by were friends of my ex, you know, ex-boyfriends or whatever family. And so I really didn't know anybody that I could turn to. So it was interesting now that I, now that I know what I know, it was interesting growing up that way with no support system, because then it was this only having this, this, this connection, right. This guidance. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, having that blurred lens of the programming. So it was this tightrope walk of what what do I, you know, I know this doesn't feel right, but at the same time, every time I kept making choices that I had believed were for my best interest or that were going to help or were the right thing, I'd inevitably end up in some other situation that was, was, a abusive or, or whatever. And so going to school, going through, you know, I'm having all these experiences as I'm going through all these things. So it was really interesting to not only be researching this stuff, simultaneously going through a lot of these things. And it got to a point. So I started gaining a knowledge. I started gaining a knowledge of of how our minds work, how our bodies work, how energy works, how the universe works, you know, learning about different cultures and religions and forming a picture, really getting a framework of of what was happening. And at the same time, you know, applying these things and nothing really changing. So it wasn't until, you know, I go into Tony Robbins training. I learned about sales when I started learning about sales and I learned about our thoughts and, and energy and, you know, reading about that stuff. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. So I started reading about positive thinking and things like that and getting more out of that victim mentality. Cause of course that, you know, growing up that way, it was like, what the fuck Mm. fuck is going on? I'm this good. I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? You know? And, and so when I started getting about positive thinking and getting more into that, and he talked about in, in using energy and things, I was like, okay, there's more to this that I'm not being told about or taught about. So under, started understanding, long story short, really started understanding and, and grasping, understanding, I like to say, grasping how things worked. At the same time, 
for whatever reason, still attracting these situations. And it wasn't until, um, you know, because again, the positive thinking, I was doing all the positive thinking I was, and, and what was really actually happening was that it was more like a front. It was that toxic positivity mm. to where I'm, I'm doing my best to be more positive and tell myself I'm more positive. And at the same time, there was all that inner stuff that hadn't got dealt with. And, and so I'm like, what's going on? I, I'm doing, you know, they're telling me this is how it works. It makes sense to a degree. This is how it works. So why is it working? Mm. And it really wasn't until about, uh, I left my ex and freed myself of just relationships and really just started over. I just started my life totally over, um, and ended up in business relationships that were, were narcissistic and toxic. So it was like, okay, now what's going on? I'm, mm. I'm taking all these steps and action, trying to figure this out. And yet I inevitably end up in these situations. Mm. And it wasn't until I had a friend, I have a friend who, uh, I was really on, I was really at my wits end. I was done. I I'd, I'd studied, I'd learned, I'd been looking and, and stuff was inevitably still just not working out in my life. And I was like, what's the point? What is the point? I've tried everything. I've been looking, fuck it, just fuck it. And that's when I literally got like really close to just being like, okay, well, I don't know what else to do anymore. And, and this is shit. So bye. Mm. And, uh, I was drawn to, I literally heard a voice in, in my head and, you know, that sounds like me, obviously saying, just wait, there's peace. And I'm like, well, okay, but if there's peace, then it better come soon. Cause I'm, I don't know what else to do from here. I don't know. I don't know what else to possibly do. And I was drawn to, so Carolyn Mace had a video on Gaia, the series, mm. and I forget the name of the series. And there was two random episodes. They weren't back to back. I was drawn to these two specific ep episodes of one being about our choices and the other one being about expectations. And what was really interesting was she said, are we making choices based on fear, based on archetypes, based on our past, based on lack, based on, and I thought about it or based on our soul. And when she said that, when she asked that question, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I had, when I evaluated my choices, I realized and I contemplated, I was like, I was making choices based on reaction and fear. And I wasn't even aware of it wow. consciously. And so I was like, okay, there's something there. And then this other one about, you know, I was in this environment, <clears throat> very controlling and, and growing up the way I did, it was like controlling behavior. I would get triggered hardcore. And, and so I was in this environment where it appeared to be controlling because of the culture. I was in India. It appeared to be controlling. And really that's just what they're used to. That's how their culture is. Right. And here I was having an expectation like, Oh, they need to change how they're being to suit me because I can't handle the the controlling stuff right. well then the episode was about expectation do we have an expectation of someone else to treat us differently because of what we've been through and when I heard that I was like oh shit okay okay I need to to do something about me and it's like, but then I was like, how do I do that? Well, so I had the option. So then it was really interesting because it came down to a friend of mine in New York saying, just come here. I never met in person. We'd known each other a few years through social media, talked on a few occasions, but didn't really know, know each other. Right. I could tell he was a good person, but at the same time, I thought a lot of people were good people and they end up getting, you know, something when it inevitably happened. So it was like, what did I know? Right. And he's like, just come here. You know, he lived on a farm. He's an organic farm. He lived on a farm and 
I, it was like, how would I get to a job? How would I do this? How would I do that? Well, then somebody I knew and met offered me a job in Vegas. I could have managed, I could have traveled, would have made good money. I could have been comfortable. I could have been comfortable. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, after watching that, I was like, okay, do I go to where it's not my passion? It's not my purpose. It's something that's comfortable where I would be safe, you know, and, and comfortable, or do I go into the unknown, which she talked about? She's like, sometimes the choices for your soul may seem illogical, irrational. And, and so when I contemplated, I meditated on it, something told me to go into the unknown and to take a chance and go there. And that is when things just really turned around because that was the first choice that I consciously made based on my soul. And when I, and that's, and then I had known Mark a few years at that point, I'd done the uh, core language upgrade, things like that. The thing was with the core language upgrade, even though being, you know, having had the CPTSD and the, the way my mind was racing and the stress and the survival mode I was in, it was, I was, I grasped the value. I grasped the power of language. It was slowing down enough to really get what was happening and how powerful it really is. So he, we had a conversation. So I go to my friends, I stay there. He, it was the first time in my life that I was somewhere where I kept feeling like I needed to earn my keep. Right. So it was like, Oh, let me do this. Let me do that for you. Let me help you with this. Let me, you know, I wanted to be show gratitude and, and do what I could to help out and what have you until I could figure out what the heck I was going to do from there. He's like, just relax, just relax. And, and then, um, I was, I don't know. I was doing all these things for weeks. It took me six weeks to realize he had zero expectation of me. Mm. zero and when it and the cool thing was he was very much into the stuff I was we'd watch a lot of cool shows showed him the cosmic giggle things like that and we were we were just it was nice to be able to just flood my mind with all that stuff and have a place where I could just absorb that and and just something happened where it just hit me it was literally this taken to the quantum realm experience of, oh, I mean, it it finally registered. That's what love is. Yeah. Oh, that's what it feels like. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, it was so wild, in fact, that I literally got like this huge download, like, you know, this is who you are. You are love, you know? And I was like, wow, what is, and I just started bawling being like, wow, this many years, this many decades, and and this is what it feels like. Oh wow! So then, um, Mark and I caught up. Uh, we were we were working on the second cosmic giggle. You know, trying to I was looking for producers and things, and so we were catching up. And he's like, and I was telling him about what happened, and he goes, "I'm going to coach you, and you're going to like what happens." I'm like. Okay. (laughs) And at this point I was feeling amazing because I thought, oh, okay, now I get it. (laughs) No, no, I didn't. (laughs) Um, So we made an appointment to have a coaching session. And that first session, the first session, I felt what it was doing because I had the knowledge. I had the knowledge of how things worked, how the universe worked, how our minds and bodies and the physio, all that worked. It was feeling that release of that constriction mm-hmm. and then recognizing my role in my creation from the past stories. And I was like, holy shit, this right. is it. Holy right. shit, this is it. And because it's interesting and because of going through that and then experiencing these feelings, I was like, wow, 
wow, is this really, I'm people, I'm not sure how many people really know what, what feeling is. What about the person, the rock star up on stage who thinks that they're playing music based off of what you said, you know, like you, you mentioned choices versus expectation. What if that expectation of being a musician was set by somebody else? What, what do you tell that yeah. person? Yeah, yeah, that is, that's just it. And that's why, you know, when I learned, as I learned more about how I was basing my choices on what I was told was the right thing, was the, you know, this is the truth. Mm. You know, this religion, this, this way of living, what I'm telling you from these people in trusted positions is the truth. Mm. And when I realized, oh no, <laughs> no, not even a little, it was actually the opposite. Right. It was a bold faced lie. And then it goes back to, okay, well, I know that my parents did the best they could with what they knew because their parents weren't any better. And then that goes back a ways. And then it was like, so, so, you know, I started to see the common denominator. And to me, it was religion. Right. It was, it was the teaching that, that, you know, Oh, God's not going to love you. And God is going to judge you if you don't do this and that. If you don't give to the church, if you don't, you know, especially Jehovah's Witness, like you need to go out and save everyone. That's your duty, your obligation. You get out, even as kids being drugged door to door, you know, teaching people about this stuff and totally keeping it off, figuring out or even looking at ourselves. Mm the total opposite of looking to the ex, you know, constantly being told to look to the external. Mm. And yet I, you know, there were some verses that were like, Oh, you know, uh, do not worry for, you know, God will take care of you and this and that. I was like, no, he won't. Cause I'm worthless. I'm not worthy of his love according to what I was told and taught, you know, cause I'd make mistakes you know, and, and if I didn't, and, oh, and then go to this person to be forgiven. I had to go outside myself to be forgiven. I had to go outside myself to be approved. Otherwise I wasn't worth shit unless, unless somebody else told me I was worth shit. Yeah. Oh. So that was pretty significant of a realization yeah. that, that, because because then I started to see, wow, how much is that happening? Do you mind walking us through like what you do now um, that like through your experience where how, how do you, what do you do? How do you do it with uh, the, the folks that you serve in your community now? You know, honestly, and that that's where. I have become grateful for what I've been through because I can see now how I can assist others because that programming goes so deep and it's so generational that I can, I can really spot it. And that's where the inner standing, you know, mm -hmm. under uh, words, words, words have power. And when we say understand, like stand under. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. We stand over or we stand in ourselves. And the more I started to research, especially after experiencing the coaching and grasping just how powerful and just how deep the language goes. Mm. I mean, even in, in religion, what are they saying? You know, the word was God, right? So I, for people, I help them through my experience in a way, or at least know what questions to ask. I, I know what questions to ask because I have, based on what they're telling me, I have a grasp on what's going on on a deeper level. Right. So their stories may be, oh, this is happening to me. Like, so for instance, even recently, like with security and safety. And, and letting go of guilt and shame, you know, with, with my kids, the situation with my kids is a big one. 
I had a lot of guilt because I, I did the best I knew. Yeah. I was doing the best I could. And yet I was being judged to the point that they won't even speak to me. Right. And so coming to grips with the fact that I needed, I, I didn't need, I chose to find peace in the fact that I did what I could. I did the best I could with what I knew. I did the best I could to share with them some things. And ultimately we all have our choices. They're adults now. So, yeah. so now it's, it's a matter of, you know, yeah. And I told them, I was like, yeah, I made mistakes. I owned it. Yeah. I owned my stuff. I was like, I don't have any hard feelings towards my family. You know, your dad's family. I simply, you know, I made mistakes and I admit it. And now I'm doing something about it. Now I'm making different choices. And so to be able to help people, just so the guilt and the shame, you know, that is so deeply ingrained, it's, it's challenging to explain how deep that can be uh, constantly being bombarded with that stuff. And so, so the guilt, especially and realizing, and then it was realizing like you and I talk about the narcissistic behavior. Mm -hmm. Once I started this coaching and I started learning that I had been letting other people define who I am. I let what other people was, were saying about me or to me have power. And I was believing it about them, yeah. about me from what they were saying, mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm, I'm such a fuck up. What do Oh, what do I do? You know, where should I go? You know, to, to unfuck myself. Yeah. And it, and it was really, <laughs> cause I was willing, I was willing to, to change, to do whatever I needed to do to be better. It was just that I was listening to the wrong people. I was listening to people that just stood to gain from my, uh, from the manipulation and the control of me. And so when I started doing this coaching and I started realizing that I didn't have to let them, I knew, I knew who I was as a creator, am as a creator. And I started to realize that just because they're saying that doesn't make it so. You, when you grow up in so, people, your parents, religious leaders, doctors telling you, like I even had a therapist who um, my ex and, and he were trying to get me to put my oldest son up for adoption. And I didn't want to. And yet they were trying to tell me I was an unfit mother. And so it was like, what do I do? How am I going to do this on my own? You know, and so I had the, the therapist that was going to help my ex de uh, determine in court that I'm an unfit mother because he was standing to gain from the adoption. Right. He was going to benefit from the money from the adoption. And so, so he was pissed at me that I didn't go through with it. And, and of course my ex just didn't want the responsibility. And so I really started to realize how much power I had been giving people in trusted positions because I trusted them because I thought they knew more than me. Right. I, and that's the biggest thing is the trusting ourselves. That's what I came to realize. And that's what I help my clients with now learning to trust themselves, not telling them not telling them well, you know, letting them see in their own stories, in their own words, and then just shifting those words and then them having the aha moments like I did and helping guide them to realizing that, that it's trusting themselves. Fantastic. And yeah. because these trusted positions and people, we we're taught, right. We're taught that these people know more than us, they're experts or they're, uh, doctors. And, and it's not to say they don't have a wealth of knowledge or that we don't take what they say into consideration at the same time. What's the underlying motive? Are they out for my best interests or are they standing to gain from me? This is huge. And, um, I know in the industry, especially in the entertainment industry, we, we come up against 
a lot of the resistance we have a lot of people telling us we should be and we should do and especially if you get into the into the level where you're where you're looking for management you're looking for a label you're looking for all of the people that know better than you right like what you said what are some tangible ways for people to um as you as you said unfuck yourself what what's <laughs> one thing that that somebody can do because it sounds great oh okay cool i'll just do that what is that how do we unfuck ourselves how do we keep our power drawing boundaries you'll i really began to see people's true motives when i drew boundaries and or if i ask questions and they don't like being questioned mm. or they try to push force yeah that force um, if, if somebody's okay with me asking them questions, if somebody's okay and respects my boundaries, yeah. then I know that I can trust them that, that they're not out to benefit, not, of course, you know, like in business relationships, like my business relationships that I have, um, I've really learned a lot through that in that aspect, because I literally would not represent a company would not, uh, participate in a company if you know the products were amazing they had the product of course had to be amazing mm -hmm. at the same time because i was you know i saw how many people were getting manipulated and and screwed in in the marketing aspect of things and being told oh this is the best product out there well how many people say that right right so it for me it it was the the people behind the product is to me also what was part of what I would would help me make my decision, um, their intentions. So yes, of course they need to make money, their time, their, their energy is valuable. So it wasn't that I expected it to be all about me. It was more, what was their motive behind what they were doing? What was there, you know, so it was more, it helped get to the motive of the individual. And if they were let, if they would allow me to ask questions, if they um, respected boundaries, then, then I knew that likely they're a good person and I could trust them. How important is that as we, as we take this, I want to take the ship down, uh, down this lane, because this really came up as, as you were talking with how an artist, especially, um, wants to build that team you know they're to a level where all of those roles that they were once doing they have a greater understanding of all those roles from marketing to uh strategic copywriting strategic uh partnerships how to build your team is now the biggest thing how important is that to have a team that you can set those boundaries trust in that they're going to do their job without manipulating as a as a gains right uh, against you and also build up like what does that do to your own trust once you've built a team in collaboration how much more how here's a great way to phrase it how much further can people go with the idea of collaboration as opposed to competitive nature that's huge that's really big actually and because and and again going back to sound and music everything is frequency right so so that resonating on that frequency, it, it, it just, it helps things flow. It helps everything flow because how do we, how do we manifest? How do we attract things? Right. We, when, when the whole team is operating cohesively and, and the big, another big thing too, is being willing to listen, being willing to listen to other people's feedback, not, not necessarily saying that it's, uh, you know, going to the, the truth or the best way, but at least be open to listening to somebody else's perspective and ask questions from there. And when people are a lot of times that saves so much conflict because mm. people just want to be heard. A lot of the times people just want their voice to be heard. And as long as we're willing to listen to it, regardless of whether we go forward with them or not, just being willing to listen to them. And then we know how to respond or what questions to ask to help perhaps help them shift their way of doing things or thinking or vice, vice versa. Maybe we learn a better way 
of doing something or, you know, so that just that frequency and operating in that frequency and you get a whole team of people operating in that frequency. It's, it's, it's literally universal law. It's physics. Yeah. You're going to attract better. You're going to attract more. You're going to have better ideas and have more fun, which is what you're going to attract more of. Oh, I love this. I love this. And, and continuing down that stream of thought too, you mentioned it a few times now with the importance of asking questions, you know, what sets you apart asking the right questions, what for those uh, folks, if it's a personal thing, if it's a career thing, if you're in the industry, if you're, if you're in the, if in a different industry, um, what are three questions for those, those people that are stuck up and saying, you know, I am this and, and I, I can't, I can't make it like with that. I can't trust another person with my marketing. What, what kind of questions would you ask that hmm. person to, to help them see it from the other side? Is, is this a perspective or is this fact? Is this person saying something based on fact or perspective is, um, yeah, it really it depends on the situation, but honestly, it's, it's asking, especially for your own benefit so that you know more how to move forward. Okay. Um, is this person perhaps not trusting themselves mm. and that's why they're having trouble trusting others because typically we, what I learned, especially with judgment, you know, receiving so much judgment. And then obviously that being a learned behavior, and this is an example of how, how this works is I was judging others and really what was I doing? I was judging myself. So the same with trust, we, if we have a distrust of others, not to say that we shouldn't be cautious, negation acknowledged, but more, is it more coming from the fact that we don't trust ourselves? So we don't trust others. And asking that question. Very cool. Wow. Because realizing it all comes back to us, right? Right. So, so if we're judging others, well, really subconsciously, we're judging ourselves. If we're not trusting others, subconsciously, we're not. So because I didn't trust myself, I was attracting people I couldn't trust. Yeah, I get it. Man, so how many people are going through that? I bet, I bet yeah. so many people listening right now yeah. are just having this like wave I don't care of what ahas. industry you're in. Okay, yeah. give me give me a couple of weeks. We'll look outside and we'll just look at all the people that, that tune in right. and they're going, whoa, and you'll see like a collective right. head Light nod, bulb. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Because yeah, and and that's where that conversation again. Um we dance on that line oftentimes. Regardless of what industry you're in, it's humans are meant to be connected, right? And the biggest hurdle I've had with that is that trust factor. How do we dance around that trust factor by still allowing ourselves the benefit of that community, that building of a team, that collab, if our biggest shot is the fact that we can't trust them, right? Like, it's yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, it's a double-edged sword in a way, because um, there's the aspect of, am I, and that's why it, this is what's helped me exponentially is in every situation I am in, and it, it can happen really fast. Like once you get it down, I'm always willing to be a thousand percent accountable. Mm. So when I'm willing to be a thousand percent accountable, then I take what they're saying, like, okay, is that something I can learn from? Is that something that maybe I need to work on or no, that's not me. And so they're manipulating me mm. and then I can figure it out. Then I can gauge pretty quickly whether or not that person's in patterns or can't be trusted or whether it's something that I need to evaluate in myself. And how much of that accountability comes back to just simply the words that that person's using? Yeah. Most of the time it's, it's just, they're in patterns or, and they, they yeah. And they're not consciously aware of it. And so then that's when I'll ask questions. Right. And then when I ask questions, their responses will tell me everything I need to know. 
Yeah. Like, can you give us an example of when you know that person is um, ultimately not going to be part of your team? Like when, how do we know, how do we spot these people with, with words? When they're, when I do my best, so say they're uh, operating in an unconscious pattern and, and I spot it and I'll ask them certain questions how do they respond to it? Are they like, oh, oh yeah, okay. And then they answer the question or did they get defensive? Mm. And do they uh, try to avoid or say, oh, I know, or, oh yeah, it's just this and and dismiss it. Yeah, wow. So you can can get to a point where it, it sounds like anyways, you can you can filter out and have like a pre-qualification simply with asking the right questions and then understanding how they respond is what I'm sure there's times maybe you can shed some light on this. Maybe there's times where that person is still in that defensive mode and they're, they're projecting perhaps on onto you and they've got some stuff that they've got to work on uh, some of these uh, unconscious or subconscious patterns that you've, you've highlighted is there a time where you can still bring somebody into your world like that, that's going through there? Like, has there ever been like a, can you essentially, can you help them turn around? They have to want it. I can only ask the questions. I can only, I can only show the door. I can't make them walk through it, you know? And so it's, there's plenty of people where I'll still talk to them. I'll still, you know, do I want them in my space? Do when I realize I am a thousand percent accountable for my creation of my world, I get real choosy about who. And if somebody chooses to stay in denial and somebody chooses to not, you know, look at themselves, negation acknowledged, if, if they want to stay in that state, and they don't want to ask further questions or just seek to understand mm. if they're willing to seek to understand, or we can have a conversation and, and, uh, them not get defensive, then cool. If, do I want to work with them? Do I want to create co-create with them? Well, what could possibly come from that? When they I'm projecting just there and I'm, I'm foreshadowing where I'm going with this. When they come back with they're too defensive for you to build them into your team, how much of that could be your own projection on them, right? Like how much of that self-work? That's is... why I'm accountable. Right. That's like, why I'm willing to be accountable. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm just thinking if I have that thing and they, I feel that like what say, say I do have this conversation and whatever their response is, when I'm asking questions, like to build them in, like, let's just use a real tangible, I, I need a social media account, I need a marketing team, I need a graphic designer, I need a manager, whatever it be, being an artist, or, or anybody in any kind of industry, I need a team member, role player, I, I don't know, accountant, I need to find a new accountant. When they say something, when you're asking questions that triggers you, what, what does that say? Like, what do you do? Like, why are we getting triggered? Well, if yeah, that's the question right there. Why am I getting triggered? And so then it's, is it me that something I need to work on in me? And, and typically I go to the, I go to the real deep baseline emotions. Do I have some sort of shame or guilt around this, that, or the other? Do I feel unworthy of receiving this, that, and the other? Do I, uh, Am, am I not feeling safe? Because there was plenty of times in, in different situations where I, I was getting triggered. I was having some uneasy, like eh, feelings mm-hmm. and dismissing them because I was making light of it. Cause that's what I was taught to do. And then inevitably it would, it was not sustainable and something would inevitably happen. And wow. that's why I got picky about who I surrounded myself with, who I wanted is in my team, as far as my team goes, because if they're getting easily triggered or if I'm getting triggered in some way and 
I'm willing to look at myself. I'm willing to ask myself the questions. That's when I'll take time and reflect. And, and I won't necessarily respond right away. I won't necessarily make a decision too quickly because I do want to take that time and reflect. And that has revealed a lot, a lot of the time. And then I'm able to determine like, okay, is this person going to be in such denial of their stuff that when I attempt to ask them questions or have a conversation with them, that they just get defensive. Do I really want that as part of my team? Do I really want to work? Do I, do I trust that person with whatever it is I'm entrusting them with? What I'm hearing then is um, you mentioned like the major feels, the major emotions that you look for. and, And the ones that I picked up here were shame, guilt, safety. Am I missing any in there? Oh, well, so, so like judgment. What are, what are the majors? Yeah. Okay. Judgment. Guilt. Yeah. Yep. Guilt, shame. Yep. Fear. Fear. There we go. And fear encompasses several things because uh, really it's like, is, are we basing on lack? Are we right. making choices based on lack, fear of not having enough? Scarcity versus abundance, fear of not right? being yeah. enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear of not being good enough you know, fear of abandonment, fear of whatever. So Mm. fear encompasses multiple aspects. And then, uh, so guilt, shame, fear, expectation, judgment, obligation. Those are some of the deeper ones. Cool. And then in order to resolve that, we want to, we want to look at, okay, cool. Why am I feeling this? What does that do? And then what do we action when we, when we, what's what's the action point on that we feel it okay cool then what yeah i'll go through and i'll reflect and i'll get to okay where is this coming from oh oh i was made to feel guilty uh as a child for whatever and then if necessary depending on the situation if necessary i'll cry it out if if i need to get it out of me and cry it out you know grieving my my children you know, and, and them not speaking to me, obviously, you know, I know how to assist in, in their growth and in bettering and, and to, to think of them in those environments that they've been in with that, with this stuff, mm. um, to think of them in that, that was, a, that was a tough one. And so I really had to be, you have no control over it. Right. So I cried it out and just, realize, you know what, I just do what I can to message them and let them know I love them and that I'm here for them. And that, um, you know, I ask questions and things like that. And, and all I can do is keep working on me and hopefully attract, you know, I realize I'm the universe is responding to our vibration through our frequency. So what frequency are we emitting, emoting, Mm that is coming back. And so that's why I'm willing to be a thousand percent accountable because either way, I'll know whether to receive someone into my space or keep my distance from that person. Wow. Wow. And then that helps me with my creation to where I'm manifesting faster and better. Of course, because you get it and you can filter that stuff out just by purely energetically. That's, that's incredible. Um, couple things came up as we round this one out here uh i want to let uh you have an opportunity you've had a a project that's been in the works that i'm very excited uh for you thank you uh the the pros wow what uh tell us a little bit about that and uh and as as and where people can find that and what it's all about and um and and yeah what what you're what you're looking for out of that So that's been a big part of this journey because that started last year. Um, My business, so I had Decode Vitality before. Mm -hmm. And and again, like what you're talking about, just trying to find a team and trying to create these things and trying to figure out what to do, where to go, what steps to take to market. Because it seemed like the marketing, everything I would come up with, it's like, man, that just sounds like what everybody else is doing and saying, right. like, how do, how do I stand out? And then it was pretty interesting. Cause I thought, hold up. If the universe 
when we think of how manifesting works and the Taurus field and all that stuff, I attract what I want. And that's why to me, competition is so ridiculous because the people that are going to resonate with us will find us. Right. You know, why do we, there's no need to compete. It's just, we all get our message out in our way mm-hmm. and, and whatever unique way that is, then the, the people will come to us. Cause why should I have this expectation of everybody to respond to just me? Of course. And then why do I need to word it in a special way? I mean, I, I do have a way I word things that I feel will attract the right people, but I realized I'm just looking for people that are going to ready to make a change. Oh, that's fantastic. And then people can, uh, and uh, if they want to reach out, that's at, uh, the, the, the pros dot life. life. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's cool because in the word itself, I, I love, you know, I'm, I love linguistics. We, we wrote a, wrote a track last night and I'm, I'm, I'm really living in on that, uh, you know, leaning, leaning hard towards the athletically poetic, uh, the, the pros dot life and the pros being writing, but also professional and <laughs> life and I just I, there's so many avenues that it's so attractive to me and I was like oh that sounds very interesting thank you so I, I love the the play on words double without, entendre without, yeah 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 it's just it's so good it's so so good I love so, what it means too because the prose p-r-o-s-e yeah. means a straightforward approach to writing and speaking yeah which and, is really what our what we do is about you know we funnel that down right yeah and what a world would we live in if more people became more direct with their lines of communication? And that's, that's where like this, that's where I see this whole conversation is really the, the, the overarching message is being really affirmative in our communication. And that starts with in, right? That's what, that's what I've understand from being from confident in ourselves to feel confident, to speak our truth, because what I realized in the way I grew up, if we're not allowed to speak our truth and and be willing to accept direction, we've been so gaslighted. Oh yeah. Yeah, So many people have been so gaslighted on so many levels that we have been afraid of speaking our truth and standing up and being our authentic self. So, you know, so that's where I've learned when I started realizing that speaking my truth and being authentic was helping me actually weed out the undesirables in my life that were affecting my energy and my creation. Yep. I got dedicated. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And what a way to go out too. Um, Speaking of what we call that up here is being gun shy. And I like to, I like to finish off the, uh, the show with a rapid fire trigger happy (laughs) three questions for you. Okay. Um, limited time. You just want to respond. I want to hear the, the knee jerk response here. So okay. first one, first one I'm going to go with is uh, favorite boy band. Oh, snap. Voice men. Man, there we go. Cool. All right. I like that. Dream concert or festival lineup. Ooh. Well, the score, obviously they gotta be there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Ma. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, Oh gosh, who else do I? There's this Deo Diva, Deo Deo Deva. I think Deo Deva. Um. Oh my goodness! I, nope, <laughs> I'm I putting me on the spot. That's what I do. It's great. I know. Those are it's, good. That's there's good. There's so many. Well, yeah. Let's add a let's add a piggyback to that. Where would that Where would that show be? Where's the Dream Festival happening? Where's hmm. the Dream Show? Croatia. Oh, cool. Uh, what for? What's Croatia got? Just gorgeous. It's just it's got beautiful. everything. All right. It's gorgeous. All right. Yeah. Love it. Okay, cool. And then final thoughts for those of us trying to, you know, be in the music fit podcast, how do we find our inner rock star? What is, what is the one pro tip for anybody listening here that is in search of uncovering that inner rock star? What what is that thing? Be okay. Be, be great being you. Be great and feel great being you. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Look, I'm letting my gray hair come in. I don't give a shit. I used to give a shit. I used to color it, try to impress people. 
whatever. Now I'm just like, you know what? Take me or leave me because this is what you're getting. And it feels amazing. It's a freedom to be your authentic self. Yo, thank you so much for tuning into today's show. If you dig it, please head on over to Apple Podcast to subscribe and rate and review the show. If you feel called to, please share it out with someone you care about that could benefit from the shit that we talk about. All right, that's how we bring about a higher collective consciousness. High tides raise all ships, right? For more info on me, please head to MikeTheSchwartz.com and you can also find me and my beats under The Rock Doctor M3 on your favorite streaming platform. All right, that's it for now. Till next time, y'all stay sweet. Peace.